Building a business is hard. Maintaining healthy relationships with those that you care about is hard. Staying fit and healthy in your body, your mind, and your emotions is hard. This podcast is about finding and sharing tools, strategies, and experiences that may help you to achieve and maintain moderate success in your life, whatever that means to you. There is a ton of content created by the billionaires, the ultra-successful athletes, and by people that are at a level that the vast majority of us will just never get to. And if you're anything like me, I'm totally okay with that. This is a place where we talk about how to build a great business, but not necessarily a massive one. A place to talk about how we build a life that is balanced and integrated, but not necessarily optimized to levels that are not realistic for most of us. In short, it's a place where we explore how to be moderately successful. The work will always remain yours, and for the most part, it's simple, but not easy. I want to challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. I want to challenge you to take whatever resonates with you from this episode and to teach it to somebody that you think will benefit from it, and to do so in the next 24 hours. This will embed the learnings for yourself, and you'll be helping someone else as well as the podcast. Lastly, please share this with whoever you think needs to have this in their lives. The more reach we can get, the more impact we can have. With that said, let's get into it. Hey guys, good to be back. So today, I want to talk about the things that scare you. And I'll start with a little bit of a, not really a story, but just recounting an experience. So if you're like me and you grew up sort of at school in the 90s, I think I matriculated in in the year 2000, you'll remember a song probably by Baz Luhrmann, and it was called Sunscreen. And it it was such a great song. It was it was actually less a song and more kind of a poem with just incredibly concise pieces of wisdom. And one of the things I, I kind of remember, I can memorize that entire song. It's just, it just really stuck with me. I can kind of hear it playing in my head all the time. And one of the pieces that stuck with me in, in, that, in that song was a line where it says, do something every day that scares you. And I've really taken that on since I first heard that song, which was a hell of a long time ago. I was probably, I don't know, 14 or something. And what this has kind of done for me in, in my business life and, and in sort of self-improvement and working on myself is it's, it's helped me to reframe things. So maybe like a, a good way, I'll just sort of maybe share a couple of examples with you to, to illustrate what I'm saying. So, you know, we hear this, this sort of phrase, get out of your comfort zone all the time, and it's, it's almost become a cliche. And I think it's become a cliche for a good reason is that when we can become comfortable in discomfort, we really remove a lot of barriers to growth and improvement and I guess ultimately success. So if I think back to to my first sort of real business, it was a tech support, like an IT infrastructure business. And I started the business on my own. So I kind of did everything. And even once I got a few staff in that business, I still did a lot of the stuff by myself. It took a long time for me to remove myself from being needed in the kind of day-to-day operations. And I remember trying to adopt this at the tender age of, I don't know, 19 or 20 or something. And, and the way that I would do it is that in the beginning of the day, I would, I would kind of think about the things that I needed to do that were very uncomfortable. So like in those days, there was still cold calling and I would have to see clients that maybe I was scared to confront something about, or I would have to have difficult conversations. And I would just kind of go, okay, what are the things that scare that are scary today? And then I would actively go, okay, cool. Here's an opportunity for me to do something every day that scares me. And it, it's amazing what happens when we lean into that fear or that discomfort. It kind of takes its power away. And all of a sudden, the cold call isn't so scary anymore. It's like, oh, this isn't actually so bad. I've like ticked off that box that I've done something scary. And it's just kind of built and built and built. And 
that idea has has built and become pretty big for me in in my life. You know, just to sort of carry on with the thread. I remember can't give specific details, but I, I remember in Nona we had a bit of a step change in terms of the size of project that we took on. And and just to give you sort of context, I think this this project was probably in dollar terms. It was probably about $50,000. And I remember at the time, my partners, and this was much bigger than anything we had done. Okay, This was like an enormous project. And I remember at the time, like my partners actually getting quite angry with me and frustrated saying, what the hell, man? Like, we aren't capable of doing this. This is too big. You know, and I sort of <laughs> had a lot of faith in my partners, the incredibly competent, smart dudes. But I didn't actually know if we could do it. I had a high conviction that we could. But we had to sort of take this leap of, of fear. So it wasn't like being dishonest or... or or talking nonsense, but it was like, okay, guys, like we don't actually know if we can do this, but let's have a you know an educated guess and let's step into this and and we smashed it. And just to sort of fast forward, that project was let's say worth around fifty thousand dollars for the entire project. By the time we finished Nona, it was seldom that we would even take on a project that had a monthly cost of more than that. So that attitude got us from like, wow, $50,000 is a huge amount of money for a project to, you know what, we probably aren't a good fit unless you're prepared to spend more than $50,000 every month on what it is that we would be doing. And it, I wouldn't say it was only that attitude, it was definitely a combination of many things. But from my side, anyway, it was definitely a big factor for me of this leaning into every day going, okay, what are the things that are scary? What are the things that are uncomfortable? What are the things that I'm going to have to do today that ordinarily I would kind of avoid? And then to lean into those under this banner of do something every day that scares you. Another way that I want to illustrate this is, is staying power. So, you know, I talk about this a lot and I, I really think that staying power is like a superpower. But the tricky part of staying power is you don't necessarily know what is the right thing to stay with. So staying with the wrong thing for a hell of a long time is a very bad idea and will generally waste a lot of time and effort and money and, and, and energy and all those things. But sticking with the right thing can really have compound results. And, and it's a similar notion to doing something every day that scares you, right? Because if you're uncomfortable in, in what you're doing because it's challenging, because it's difficult, because it's uncomfortable, that's probably a good reason to stay. If it's toxic and unhealthy, that's a different thing altogether. That's not what I'm talking about. But if it's difficult and uncomfortable, and, and just hard. Usually, in my experience, meaningful and good things lie on the other side of discomfort. They lie on the other side of difficulty. And to illustrate this in an example, I mean, I, I know people very close to me that have had partners sort of, let's say, bow out because it was a little bit too difficult and they weren't really prepared to stick it out. And I know that those partners, had they stuck it out in that particular business, their payout would have literally been 100 times more than what they got. And I don't want to oversimplify this and say, yep, just stick with everything you do because you could back you know, a losing horse, etc. But my observation is that quite often this comes down to this day in and day out attitude of like, okay, this is difficult. This is hard. This is uncomfortable. This is scary, but I'm going to lean into it and I'm going to show up for another day and I'm just going to keep at this thing. I just want to make that distinction very clear again, though, I'm not talking about tolerating toxic environments or unhealthy environments. I'm talking about not shying away from the difficult, scary things. Most people will. And I, I really do believe that that most successful people have got this trait in common is that they've got the ability to find comfort amidst discomfort, to find 
a little bit of a peace or at least just a sort of comfort. I guess I keep saying the same things, but, but to find comfort amongst chaos, amongst uncertainty, amongst difficulty. And I really think it just keeps coming back to this concept of every morning waking up and going, today I'm going to lean into doing something difficult, to doing something scary, to find something scary today and stick with it and just see it through. It helps to reframe the way you view the world. And, you know, it's kind of automatic to me now, but but I used to literally build this into my morning routine. So in my morning, amongst my routine, if you're a journaler, you can add it into your journal. If you set intentions, I don't really do that, but if, if you set intentions or, or affirmations or any of those kind of things, you can add this in. You can say, what are the three things today that I'm going to do that scare me? And you can actually build that muscle. And quite quickly, that muscle becomes just pretty natural, pretty built, and you actually don't have to do the process anymore. And I really do see this This as a theme amongst successful and impactful for people is to acknowledge what makes us comfortable, determine whether it's actually healthy or toxic or just difficult. If it is just difficult and uncomfortable, to lean right into it and to actually just get better and better and better. And this is a very simple hack or attribute, but it's made an enormous difference in, in, in my life. And it's not just in business. It can be in training. You know, I've done a lot of mountain bike stage racing and, and the strongest guy that I ever rode with was a Spanish dude who was crazy, crazy strong. And, you know, he used to make me laugh. He always used to go, come on, Mike, we've got to suffer. We've got to suffer. And I kind of used to drive me nuts because he used to turn me inside out and, and destroy me on the bike. But, but it was actually quite profound because what he had kind of realized is that you don't get stronger by riding within your zone. You don't get stronger by riding within your comfort zone. You get stronger by consistently being 5%, 10% outside of what's comfortable. When you're climbing a hill, you go 5% harder than you think you can. You don't stay within your comfort zone. If you do that, you're not going to get stronger. And that's fine. Not everybody wants to get stronger. But I've helped a lot of guys go from sort of weekend warriors to actually trying to compete properly in a stage race. And it's been a consistent theme that I've noticed in myself and with people that I've helped with this is that if you want to race, then you must train as if you're racing. And what that fundamentally means is you've just got to constantly be 5%, 10% outside of your comfort zone. You've got to be riding at a level higher than you think you can. And it's simple, but it's bloody difficult. And I've seen it time and time again. You know, I've, I've, I've taken guys from not thinking they're strong to being Jesus, I've gotten you know, 20, 30% faster. And it's quite simply just by riding with people that are stronger than you and being comfortable being outside your comfort zone. Same thing when I was young, when I was, I think, 12 or 13, I was pretty into basketball. And I used to train with, with the age group, three age groups above me. And I was by far the worst in those teams. But my thinking, and it played out, was quite simple. Like if I train with guys that are much, much, much better than me, when I then play the games with people at my same level, I'm going to be leveled up because I'm going to reorientate myself to the things that are much more difficult, to the things that are much more uncomfortable. And then when it comes down to game day, I've actually sort of re-leveled myself so that my age group was actually way below what I was used to playing. But you've got to be comfortable being the worst guy in the team, you know, three age groups above. You've got to be comfortable riding with the cyclist who's much stronger than you and you're just going to, you know, bleed through your eyeballs and turn yourself inside out whenever you're training. You've got to be comfortable being the weakest, slowest worst, whatever, in the group that you're trying to level up because that's how we get better. And I think it's the same thing if we can lean into this concept of do something every day that scares you. Be happy being the worst in the room. Be happy being the quote unquote stupidest in the room. I mean, I think that's nonsense. Usually the person that's asking the questions is probably one of the smartest in the room, actually. 
And this is a theme that just carries throughout every element of my life. So lots of repetition in today's episode, but I think it's a it's one of these concepts that's incredibly simple to say. I can state it in one line, which is, you know, do something every day that scares you. But I figured the examples are probably quite useful to see how powerful it's been in my life from business to training to to everything. As always, we'd love to continue the conversation. Easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn. And I hope you have a cracking day. See you soon. If you want to talk about working with me as a business improvement coach, please reach out either on mike at smbmastery.com.au or you can find me on LinkedIn. Please do share this podcast with whoever you think will get value from it. And if you have five minutes, please do give us a rating and review. They really do help with making the podcast visible. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll be back soon with the next episode.